100,000 apply. The FBI Academy is life and death. Only 1,200 get in. He's a total golden boy. You know the director himself wrote his recommendation? And one will become... A massive explosion rocked the city this morning. Our nation's greatest threat. Are you telling me you think one of these people is a terrorist? Priyanka Chopra stars in Quantico. Series premieres Sunday, September 27th, 10, 9 central on ABC. You're tuning in to the online broadcast network, AfterBuzz TV. Over 20 million weekly downloads in over 150 countries. And your number one source for after-show entertainment. TV, the destination for TV superfans, producing aftershows for over 300 of your favorite TV shows, interviewing celebrities and showrunners, and bringing you behind-the-scenes exclusives. All thanks to E! Entertainment's Maria Menounos, producer Kevin Undergaro, and internet leader Akamai. Now, let the buzz begin! We are the world, and we are your Candidly Nicole After Show panel. Thank you guys for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. We're here for the season finale of Candidly Nicole. My name is Vivian Adobe, your host, and I'm here with my lovely, lovely co-host. Thank you. I am Brandon Marlowe. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. And I'm Jordana Morphin, and you can follow me on Instagram and on Twitter at Jordana underscore Morphin. And, of course, you guys can follow me on Instagram, Twitter at <laughs> Kidding. You can follow me at Vibaciously Viv on Instagram and Twitter. So this was a huge episode, season finale, you guys. Can you believe we made it? We made Barely. it to the finale. Barely made it. <laughs> Barely made I thought it was okay. I liked it, but I mean, again, like I said, like I've been saying, I feel like we were missing something these past couple of episodes. Do you know what we were missing? She didn't use direct address at all oh, during she the, didn't the entire time, episode. Right. Nope. She never talked to the audience while we were watching, which actually out of all of the episodes from the second half of the season, this is my favorite. I think oh, she yeah, did the, was. the best, most authentic Nicole, Nicole thus far. I totally agree. Mm-hmm. I feel like this was... It had the energy that we liked in the previous episodes. She was very coy and complete in her Nicole Richiness and incorporated her friends, her dad, and also some, you know, people in the VH1 clan. But at sometimes it did feel a little bit like a VH1 plug. Mm-hmm. And while I'm plugging things, I'm also going to plug us on iTunes. So make sure that you go in and you subscribe. You make sure that you go and comment and that you rate us. So we're, this is our last episode of the season, but we want to come back and we want to know how to improve for the next season. So let us know what you all think. But yeah, going back to bringing everyone together, it was so funny to me that Lionel Richie was not for it at first. Like he's never for any of Nicole's ideas. And I love how Nicole always says, well, it's because you don't love me, dad. You just, you don't support me. It's all in every episode when he's in it, right. she like brings that up. You know, I, you never loved me. I just think it's so funny when she does that. Worst dad ever. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I support and love? A collaboration. And I love that they that they use past and present VH1 yeah. talent. I thought that was the best part of the episode was seeing people like New York from Flavor of Love right. make an appearance and Big Ange from Mob <laughs> That was Wives. my favorite one. She was the best one. Yeah. And it was interesting at first when they started off at the a dinner table and she put together some women from Love and Hip Hop mm-hmm. and also from Basketball Wives and they 
in true reality TV form had their little cat fight over who gets the bigger trailer and the tears for being paid and who gets a solo and poor little Nicole <laughs> just sitting there. I know. That was, so I sad. thought that was really cute though because she was so innocent looking when everything was happening. They're all catty and banging on the table and yeah. screaming at each other. Nicole's like, what the hell did I just get myself into right, right. now? When we've talked about this, that the show seems really scripted for Definitely the last part of the season. Definitely. But that, to me, is probably pretty true for how she is <laughs> yeah. in her relationships. Because girls are catty. And mm-hmm. especially in the Hollywood area. And she's sitting there like she wants to get the hell out of yeah. Dodge. So, <laughs> when I was watching it, I thought, this may be scripted. But that facial expression that she's making is probably pretty real to how she's feeling right, right. now. Pure, authentic Nicole right mm-hmm. Yes. So, yeah. They were battling over what they wanted and she never really gave anyone a straight answer as to what they were going to get or even what to expect. We saw that later when she, you know, pitched to other people the idea. She uh, started off with Nicole. She is Nicole. She started off going to New York and then going to Dr. Jen, really pulling in every single VH1 show. And I was kind of surprised that, you know, well, obviously it's fictional, but kind of surprised that they were also willing to do it at first. Me too. Well, I thought it was funny when she said, well, when she was talking to Big Ant, mm-hmm. and then she said, whoa, everyone's starting to commit to me. Maybe it was her. Maybe she went and did something to help me yeah. out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I thought that was funny. Everyone seemed really on board besides the executives, which was the yeah. opening scene of the episode was mm-hmm. her going to talk to them, requesting her own behind the music, which has not been on air for a really long time. Right. And the one thing that threw me off is no executive that I've ever met laughs so they're all laugh- they're all laughing at her on the table, and that to me was the most scripted part that they would mm-hmm. just scold her and shuffle her out of that office, say absolutely not, right, go on with what you do, make people laugh, but we are not giving you behind the music, but I was very happy they did right, but I also think you know it kind of helps when your father is a music legend and your mm-hmm. husband is a talented musician That's also, true. so in my logical head, I would think the executives must have thought that she would, you know, fold them for help, even though she completely nixed that idea. Absolutely. And she should have. <laughs> she definitely should have. Well, she kind of went to her dad for some some advice. Consultation. A little bit. Right. Yeah. She did rein in, though, the game, who's yes. musically inclined mm-hmm. to help her. And that scene was probably <laughs> I love, one of... Yeah, I love that he's musically inclined. I well, love that. <laughs> Would, would we say that she's musically declined? <laughs> yeah. I don't know how you would describe her. Mus- musically disadvantaged? Disadvantaged. Disabled. But I th- she rocks it, and she thinks she can rock... You know, she's so into her singing, and I feel like she has been in a lot of episodes that I've seen. She starts to sing, and she... Confidence she's is so com- Yep, right. so confident when she does it. Right, especially when world. she was doing her scatting for her dad. Oh, my goodness. Literally, that was one of the highlights of the episode for me, just free, no worries, no self-consciousness. Granted, you know, if you're singing for your parent, you probably shouldn't have that. But when your parent's Lionel Richie, I'd be so nervous. I don't know if you guys remember this, but there was a time during The Simple Life that there was speculation that she was going to release an album. And during all the episodes, she always does sing, Mm -hmm. just kind of for fun. And she's never sharp and she's never flat. She has a good tone. So Mm -hmm. something tells me if you were to hear her actually sing something, it wouldn't be that bad. You can't have Lionel Richie as a dad and be a terrible vocalist. Yeah, and also her biological parents were musicians, too. So it's really her whole life has been surrounded by music. Mm -hmm. Hence the behind the music. Yeah, exactly. Which is still quite funny. I wish I wanted behind the music. I think we all should have one. I feel like, because the game even mentioned it himself, that you don't feel like you've accomplished anything until you've had the behind the music. Yeah, that's true. Well, did you know that 
there's no longer Eat Your Hollywood Story either. So all these things no! we grew up on, oh the behind the music and the Eat Your Hollywood Story are no longer in existence. So we're going to linger and want those for the rest of our lives and to no avail. We'll never have them. Oh, man. Self-produced, I guess. They really should bring those back. Yeah. I loved Behind I the Music when I was younger. Yeah, I used to watch too. all of them as soon as they came out. Mm-hmm. And they were always the plugs during yeah. the top 20 countdown that I'd get that ready to during school. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's, that's so unfortunate because it's also a great way to educate people on the music that they love and the older generations of music that people our generation might not be hip to. Right. But something that everyone out here should get hip to is... ABC's Quantico, which is coming out real soon. So it's coming out on Sunday, September 27th. It's the series premiere of ABC's highly anticipated new drama, Quantico. Quantico is where the FBI trains their top recruits, top of the line. Over 100,000 young people apply and only 1,200 get in. That's like harder than getting into Harvard. So they are the smartest and strongest and have the best skills. Now they must live and train together under one roof. Sounds like a reality show. But everything changes when a massive terrorist attack strikes in America. And the FBI discovers its greatest fear, that one of their top Quantico recruits is a terrorist. Which one is behind all of it, and who has become a traitor? It's an edge-of-your-seat drama with a twist after twist and twist. Priyanka Chopra stars in one of the television's top new shows of the fall. Don't miss the series premiere of Quantico, Sunday, September 27th at 10 p.m. on ABC. So make sure you check it out. But we still have a great show to continue recapping for you guys. So stay tuned. That was a full read. Do you need a breath? No, that, that was, was very good. Thanks, thanks. I'll, I'll take a sip. It but. made me excited to watch Quantico. I've actually seen I a saw lot. The trailer and it looks really good. I've seen a lot of. I think LA may be one of the only places left in America that really utilizes a billboard, yes. strategically placed billboard. And I've seen so many for this. And mm-hmm. I've actually now that I've heard more about it, I'm more interested in it because mm-hmm. the billboards look really great. But I knew nothing about the show. And something really interesting is that I feel like um, Priyanka Chopra's features actually are a little similar to Nicole Richie's. Like they have similar lips. They mm-hmm. both have a little bit now of that you say that, yeah. Mm-hmm. That is true. Okay, I actually one watching. more time. When does it premiere? It premieres Sunday, September 27th at 10 p.m. on ABC. Writing it down. Write it down. Tune in. I'm tuning in because Priyanka Chopra, also like Nicole Richie, is gorgeous. Definitely. Flawless. Gorgeous. She's not as big here as she is overseas, so it'll be interesting to see if she can make a big leap with the American crowd. I feel like she will. I mean, that's what I think. The show looks good, so yeah, it, it should definitely help her out in that arena. Her role seems really cool, so. Oh, yeah. yeah. She's a total... I don't know if I can say bad, but the way I want to say it, but she looks cool. <laughs> um, so going back to our show with VH1 Nation coming together. So she assembles her team and <laughs> it's time to, you know, actually put together a song. And you mentioned that the game came in. What did you all think of her uh, rapping technique? <laughs> this was my favorite scene of the whole episode, just because she starts, you know, or, well, first, when she sees the paper and she's like, the rap. And he's like, oh, no, Nicole, that's not how, that, you don't read that. Yeah. But she starts singing and she's like, what is she? Woo, meow, meow. <laughs> she, the game just looks at her like she's crazy and she doesn't know what she's doing. But it's so, it's just so Nicole. Right. I love it. I have absolutely no rap ability. So she did great <laughs> yeah. to me. I'd give her a solid 10 because I couldn't do what she did. Right. Girl, you go on, girl. I can't not do that. She has skills. She does have skills. I, I was I was highly impressed, even if the game wasn't. And it was just so funny to me too because he's like this big burly guy, and she's this tiny little pink haired girl <laughs> trying to rap, and so into it, but so 
not looking the part, per yeah. se. I think the lyrics were a little not her part. That's more Definitely. of, you know. Like, here, here are some lyrics. Just read them. And they were not. They were just trying to gauge if she yeah, could even read, right. probably. Like, <laughs> probably. Does this girl know how to read? We'll start there. Let's right. see if she can even get through the paper. And then we'll customize something to her. Right. But she's still trying to sound out the vowels. We're going to have to just make her make sounds. <laughs> Well, with her meowing, she obviously showed that she can make sounds as well. Mm-hmm. So She's a poet, and now we know it. And now we know it. <laughs> because she's been rhyming all season. And so yes. you'd think rapping would come more naturally to her, but right. I guess not. I mean, we all have our struggles. Rapping is just a struggle that she loves to deal with. Just Maybe not. her and I can work on that together. Yeah. I'll keep you updated. Well, since the game said that they weren't collaborating, maybe you can do the collaboration she was trying to make happen. I'm readily available. Please find me on Twitter and iTunes or <laughs> Instagram at B-A-M-A-R-L-O. Nicole, we hope you're listening to that. So they finish the song and they actually make it into the recording studio, which was a hot mess hot at mess. the beginning. I liked how they associated it with... One, we are the world. Right. But two, Michael Jackson's thriller. That, to me, was probably the best moment. (laughs) Because I don't know if kids listening out here acknowledge Michael Jackson's thriller as being a milestone for Mm -hmm. music. That's so true. And so for her to associate the song with it was pretty outlandish. But it was also (laughs) funny. Can we also talk about how she brought in the dating naked? Yes. I mean, I understand they're from VH1, but I just, I don't even know how to... I feel about that. I think Dating Naked has a new season. I know. Right? <laughs> I just like how none of them stand. spoke. I know none of them said anything too. When they were all, they were the ones in the corner. Mm-hmm. They were drama free and they were just staring at everyone else. It actually kind of reminded me a little bit of Nicole because <laughs> sometimes I think of her as this happy hippie, and the idea of being nude all the time and being a nudist sometimes can be associated with hippies. Mm-hmm. So it's like That's probably why she brought. Oh, them. she would for sure date naked with her chickens. Did you notice <laughs> oh that goodness. that was in she the behind that. the music? The the credits when it was rolling through, so sex, drugs, chickens, they had all these things. <laughs> no, it didn't. Chi- yes, it did. Yes, go did, back and watch it. I did anytime. hear a reference, though, with the eggs. Yeah. So, when she, I forgot who Big she was yeah. yeah. I'll bring you some eggs. eggs. Yeah. So, I was like, oh, there, there's her chicken reference, but I did not see the... Yes, yeah, so go back and look. at Anytime they do the roll-by with the intro for Behind the Music, it flashes chickens there. <laughs> that is so that is, hilarious. I love how she brings chickens into every episode. And I'm glad she did that since they weren't so big on, you know, how they would normally name change people's names in, uh, mm-hmm. in the episodes. They yeah. always change their They did Lionel's things. Difficult Talent, and I thought that was really funny. <laughs> I think that was the only one. Right? I think That so may too. have been the only one. I think it was. I think also it was just kind of like they needed to memory jog who people are originally mm-hmm. anyway, so to then go and change their names too is kind of doing the most. So. Yeah. <laughs> but that was, yeah, that was hilarious and the fact that Big Ange still had to step in and lay down the law so that they could proceed. I love that. It's like her bodyguard right there. I just there. love Big Ange. I know, me too. I just want to do the whole show in my Big Ange. I won't do that because people would tune out. But yeah. she is such a character. And I think that's really what set this episode apart from the second half of the season is mm-hmm. that they had a lot of personalities who mm-hmm. I was a little familiar with. So right. it made it more fun to watch. And they had more distinctive personalities too mm-hmm. because Lionel definitely has a distinctive personality as her dad but I mean her friends they're not as I don't want to say col- yeah they're not as colorful right. as yeah. some of the people that were in this episode so well, it's different yeah. highs and lows well we did see them I, we saw them really briefly mm-hmm. at the end and they didn't really make that much of an impression did you yeah. notice that I would expect I don't know I would have expected maybe like Jamie to come out. You know how Jamie's like mm-hmm. kind of fun and quirky. Yeah. To I don't know. Or even Catherine yeah. to say something a little snarky. Ka- yeah. She Kelly. wasn't even there. Yeah, Catherine wasn't even there. And mm-hmm. Kelly. Mm-hmm. But 
Well, who's the what's the other girl's name? Masha. Masha, Masha. Masha, was, Masha was the Kelly. only one who said something, and she was like, "Oh, I thought you were. We were going to dinner. We're, yeah, that's right. it. That's all we heard from them. So they weren't that big." I think the other episodes work well for that because the juxtaposition between Nicole's really eccentric personality and her right. friends softer, so you get a good Balance, play. Yeah, but. I thought it was more fun to watch all of the personalities mm-hmm. interact because oh, yeah. it's more explosive that way. And that's what we saw with New York yelling at Nicole and mm-hmm. the Love and Hip Hop girls yelling at the, the basketball wives <laughs> with Nicole in the middle. So it made it a fun episode to watch. I was glad that this was how they ended the season. Right. Because I was a little nervous with the previous episodes what they were going to end on. And this was definitely more fitting, even the way that it ends after, you know, they finish recording and Nicole's just so happy sitting there with the headphones all over and the executives walk in and she starts asking them about season three. I was like, that is a great way to end this because that's probably what happened in real life, too. They're just rating for the... They said, well, let's wait on ratings. And that's really how everyone who works in the entertainment industry, it's all based on your ratings. So you could have a really great show that no one watches. Right. Or you could have a terrible show who everyone watches, and the terrible one is still going to be produced. And so now they just have to wait and see for, I would say, the finale, probably, to see where it ranked, to see if they're going to bring it back. But... I'd be surprised if they didn't. They have to bring it back. Yeah, I, I I hope so too. But what did you all think of the season overall compared to last season or even the stuff that she's done with AOL? Should we rate it in terms of like stars? Go for it. Okay, I'm. let's do it out of five stars. Okay, okay. And I'm going to give it two and a half. Okay, I was going to say I would give it a three. I will... Like I said before, the first two episodes were fun. Mm-hmm. Then it got a little, you know, eh. And then it ended pretty well. But season one was amazing to me. Right. I was laughing and I enjoyed it. I, I watched season one in like a day. I just sat there and watched the whole thing because right. it was so enjoyable. And I think this one is just a little bit more boring a little. There were some episodes that they could have done something else. Right. But I think I would give it a three. I would actually agree with you guys. I would give it about a three too. And I was reading on Vanity Fair. They posted something this morning, um, an interview with Nicole Richie talking about uh, this past season and how it was different. Mm-hmm. And she said that, you know, they wanted to be more experimental this time. They used a writer. And mm-hmm. it wasn't as connected with their Twitter feed. But hopefully they'll see from our comments and your comments when you comment on our episode. And just, you know, more from the fans that kind of liked the way they did it before. Yeah. I think it gave you more of an insight as to who she was with her and her family. And that's why people are attracted to this type of show is they mm-hmm. feel like they're getting insider knowledge about the celebrity and when you use a writer there's a disconnect there because that person is not thinking for you mm-hmm. so i think if they go back and stop experimenting they'll have more success in the long run because as i said as soon as they started to change the the model for how it was produced we all lost interest yeah yeah and like we said before we want while watching this show, we feel like she's our best friend. Right. And in the first season, I really felt that way. I was like, oh, I want, her. I wish she was my best friend. And mm-hmm. there was like in this season, it was you know there was a couple episodes where I was like, eh, you know, I feel like Nicole, like you said, it was more scripted. Nicole was more scripted than season one, definitely. And even though she got a little wilder this season, I just you know, like you all mentioned, wanted to see more of the real Nicole, wanted mm-hmm. to see more interaction with their friends and family. And see more for day-to-day situations. Like, some of these episodes were really kind of out there. I would like to see see more interaction with her fans. Because that was actually part of 
my favorite segments of the end of the show when mm-hmm. she would be at oh, yeah, the, the Grove, Grove yeah. which is in Hollywood, and be out just interviewing people. I thought that was a really interesting dynamic because mm-hmm. you don't see that with her a lot. No. So I think next season, if they could introduce more of that or her just out in everyday life, we'd be more interested because, again, that's a side we don't see. Right. So this season, they did... Do that though, right? For a couple episodes, yeah, just for I think two or three. The okay. mm-hmm. Towards the beginning, I was gonna say, was that, that season because I remember that, but I don't remember if that was only season one, yeah. But and yeah, I, I did like that too. And I wish they wouldn't have you know, kind of how they had that split where the first episodes were one way and the rest of the episodes were another way. If they could just be consistent the whole season, mm-hmm. so at least we kind of know what to expect. Mm-hmm. Because at the beginning of the season, we were all hype oh, we're gonna learn something each episode, how to be a businesswoman or how to be an artist or. And then towards the middle, and then it's like, I'm not really learning anymore, which is okay. It was just it was random. Not, yeah, it was just yeah. random. I, but do you know what I think the reason for that is? That the Fosters, the almost famous or barely famous show okay. on VH1, mm-hmm. is more parody of their lives, and that's what this series seemed to take uh, over. Okay. And so I think the success of that show is what made them start being influenced by the writing, mm-hmm. by having more scripted things. And it's fine. Do it one way or the other. But you can't do both because then it's inauthentic and people Mm -hmm. get distracted by that. You think you're going to see parody, but then you're seeing more reality that's just kind of peppered with some writing. Mm -hmm. And that, for me, was so distracting every episode. It really was. But what would you all say are some of the highlights of the season for you guys? The chickens. (laughs) Every episode, (laughs) she mentions chickens and brings in the chickens. The artist, I think it was episode two, where yeah. she was an artist, and she graffitied, graffitied the chicken on the floor. I just, when she brings that up, it just it makes me smile. I love that. I would say the first and last episodes were, yeah, were nice. both my favorite. Everything else, honestly, I feel like that's how you write a season. If you can remember all the episodes, it was a great season. Mm-hmm. But for me, I really only remember the first and last one. Yeah. And... The first one was just hilarious. It was Shaka true, true <laughs> yes. to form. We got to learn a little something. And then this last one was just so crazy and just mm-hmm. so wild. And again, I love a collaboration. So I would rewatch this one again. And all Same. the other ones I can, can kind of do see without. The chickens, the chicken lines. <laughs> well, now everyone to has that. to. We all have to. Um, I feel like the moments with her dad were the highlights of the whole mm-hmm. season for me because I just feel like that's such a relatable piece. We all have, you know, your interesting relationships with our family and our parents and just because he's such a big star and you always see him on stage or in the media as one way and then to see him like as Lionel the dad and and his reactions, his reactions. all the time he's just in total shock of all her ideas but like, also unfazed yeah unfazed which you kind of wonder you I would wonder what their relationship was like if they weren't on the show all the time mm-hmm. so it was cool to see so oh. That's it, right? I know. That's like pretty much it for this season. No. What? I do have a little news and gossip. Oh, 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 oh good. <laughs> Scared me there. Right? Yeah. <laughs> like, did we miss an episode? <laughs> yes, hit us with this news and gossip. Guess who's going to Vegas? Not Nicole Richie, but Lionel is going to Vegas. He'll have a residency there starting in the spring, I believe. I don't know for how long. I've not seen very much information released other than he will be in Vegas. So that is something that we can get our Candidly Nicole fix by popping on over to Nevada to see Lionel perform live. Sounds like a plan. Very excited about that. And speaking of Lionel, he had an interview not that long ago. You know, how we were talking about earlier about Joel and Nicole and how their relationship, we thought it was maybe rocky or we didn't know what was going on. But he had an interview and he was saying that, you know, all those rumors are not true and that they're actually really happy right now. So let's hope 
that that's actually true. Good to hear. Good to hear. Great news and gossip to end the season. You're welcome. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. I'm sure all of the fans, including myself, are appreciative. But yeah, I'm so, so sad. sad. This is the end of our show. Well, hopefully we'll season three comes around. So I'm hoping so we can all reunite. Yes. Season three, crossing our fingers. That means you fans have to go back and watch our episode to watch the recaps again and also go and actually watch the VH1 episodes. You know, if you DVR'd it or if you can watch them on the website, do that because it helps with the ratings, which they mentioned at the end of the episode. So we can all come back and continue this conversation next season. So in the meantime, where can people find you guys? Well, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram at V-A-M-A-R-L-O. And you can find me on Instagram and on Twitter at Jordana underscore Morphin. And you can find me on VivianCom and also at VivianCom on Instagram and Twitter. Thank you guys so, so much for watching the show and engaging with us and being fans of Nicole Richie like we are. But we have to say goodbye for now. So hopefully we'll see you guys next season. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz, see you later. The views expressed herein are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals. 